I'll try and get rid of it, but there's a low-level humming in the background. We've gone from uh, the leaf blowers this morning, which I thought was the builders. Uh, it wasn't, it's the leaf blowers. And now we're on to the cement mixer turning, uh, and it's not even the extension uh, people's ex cement mix turning. Uh, more of that anon. Welcome to a turbulent episode, uh, episode 124 of Mr. Burt Pods. And if life can't get turbulent enough at the moment, uh, I've got a cat who is solidly refusing to eat their food, uh, obviously laced with poison because we've switched from mini fillets, gourmet mini fillets, which we like, and we lick all the gravy off and then don't eat anything else, back to Felix, good as it looks, and apparently it doesn't look as good as it is looking good as it looks. I don't quite know what happened there. Um, so she's just standing looking cross now, really, really cross. And she's going to start banging her head into my knees and whacking my legs with her tail. Uh, she might find a bit of dust on the floor, actually, you never know, that'll be nutritious. Um, yeah, so it is unbelievable how the builders can make noise on a Saturday morning uh, when they've made absolutely no noise all week. I never worked that one out. Uh, it happens quite regularly. I don't know that. I'm sure they do it deliberately. Uh, so I thought they so they were busy over the weekend. I thought uh, they were at it again this morning and then realised it was the leaf blowers. Um, I have to say, of all the things that need doing around here, uh, and I include things like major potholes that get regularly get uh, temporarily filled by the council only to reveal themselves again uh, a month later. Uh, leaf blowing is not something that's needed. I mean, it's just, and how many people do it? That's what I mean. There were three men doing it this morning over a really small area. Uh, and it, the noise just drives me mad. So on top of that, not only now do I have uh, the leaf blowers and an extension going on uh, one side of me, there's now an extension being put in uh, to uh, one of the flats on the other side of me. Uh, and that's now got a cement mixer going. So I think, I don't know, I'm not sure what they're doing. I think it's ground floor. I think they must be having their basement converted or something. Uh, why anyone would want to convert their basement in autumn when we're just about to get loads and loads of rain is absolutely beyond me. But there we go. So, um, yes, I'm just surrounded by joy at the moment. Um, <clears throat> I've had a quieter week. Well, no, actually, it wasn't a quiet one. It was a quiet week for not the right reasons. Oh, she's gone again. Um, she's probably gone off to do a poo on the bed. Um, I... I was at normal time this morning and went did my yoga, which was quite short. I really should be doing these yoga things. Somebody going past. I have realised. Oh, you know it's a neighbour. I have realised that I don't talk so much about people walking past anymore. And um, yeah, I'll come to that later anyway. So um, I've realised I should be uh, doing them every day because they're only about twenty to thirty minutes. Uh, and they do all run into each other and build on the previous one. Uh, this is Adrian's home, 30 days home. Um, but today was a lovely one. It was ground. She's uh, she, she does an adjective per session. Today's was ground. Uh, 
I think last week's was Ignite, which involved a lot of downward dogs. Um, and uh, I felt very grounded at the end, I have to say, and it wasn't very difficult. Uh, it was a lot of breathing. Uh, breathing's always a lot easier than downward facing dog. Actually, it's not, you know, breathing is very difficult. It's very difficult to focus on your breathing and get it, get it right. Um, so uh, that was that. And then I went for a jolly little run. The weather's quite nice at the moment. It's very unautomy. Uh, it's very warm. Uh, so I did a little jog around uh, Ali Pali. I haven't actually looked at what my timing was. Um, I was a bit. I, I ran. I seem to run farther than I normally run at the end of it. Um, I'm not sure how I did that. I had to do a little extra detour thing. To uh, talking of detours, we've got flipping. Um, I tell you, the amount of. Uh, temporary traffic lights and building work uh, and roadworks going on at the moment, let alone the two extensions going on around me at the moment, is extraordinary. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I did a little detour just to get it up to 5k. Uh, I'm not quite sure why I had to do that. I think it was all right anyway. So that was a nice run. Uh, and then I got back quite early because uh, Adrian was short. So I got a bit of piano practice in. And, uh, well, I decided to do the piano straight away to see if there was any effect on my piano playing coming from straight from exercising uh, into uh, using the brain music part of my brain, but uh, I think we can safely say, that, well, there, there might be, I don't know, I didn't put anything. Uh, and then I did some Welsh, uh, seeing if I moved from the music part of my brain to the language part of my brain made any difference, but I struggled through my Welsh, so uh, that was all, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, um, no, yeah, so this, this theory I've got, well, it's not a theory, actually, I think it's truthful. Um, Darren emailed me about having to, because we've got, we haven't done nothing to see for so long. He said, can you change the, uh, homepage to something? Cause the two ducks are on there still saying we'll be back in January and it's now, uh, October. Um, I'm talking about last January and, uh, I think he's got some sort of an idea, but I thought, well, we've both been so busy and the reason nothing to see here, oh. Goodness sake. Uh, banging, crashing. Um, the reason nothing to see it got done was because we were in lockdown and, of course, had loads and loads of time. I mean, Darren was still busy, but he had time to do it. And now things have eased themselves back into normality, in inverted commas. Uh, we just don't have the time to do it. And uh, as Lady walking past, I'm going to try and keep an eye on people walking past. Today. So, yes, and going on from that, I think I've doing this in lockdown and after when everything was quiet, I had a lot of time to be looking at the birds and where the cars were parked and uh, the people walking back and forth down the road. And of course, life's gone back to normal. So in inverted commas, and I've got more into doing things, going back to work and everything else. And I've got more things to talk about. And so I haven't mentioned the people walking down the road, uh, all the cars parked in different places. Although I have to say the road's very quiet today. Uh, I've thought it'd be really teeming with uh, everyone going back to work today, back off their holidays. Uh, those people walking so slowly. Um, yeah, we'll probably get visitors now. What's he doing? I don't He seems to be pouring milk in the uh, cement mixer. I presume it's a milk carton with water in it. And even if it is, that's a tiny amount of water we're putting in a cement mixer. Well, this is going to keep me occupied, isn't it? Um, I've lost track. Anyway, so the cherry tree is a glorious mix of green and orange. 
uh, outside the window, uh, which I'll put on Instagram. And um, yeah, so that's my theory. I think it's a true theory anyway, uh, that I'm not uh, noticing so much what's going out the window. Having said that, apart from those two slow people who walked past just now, absolutely nothing has happened past the window uh, since I started this. Although there is a cement mixer. I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, um, so uh, where was I? So yes, so it's been quite an exciting week and for all the wrong reasons. Uh, the fridge is working. That's always a good start. Uh, a good middle and a good end. Although we don't want it to be ending yet. We don't want it broken. Uh, it's very big. It, it's a bit bigger than the one we had, the last one we had, but it's just enormous, like TARDIS inside. I can't fill it up with food. Um, I've got the same amount of food that we crammed into the last fridge. Seem to have acres of space in this one, and it doesn't feel that much bigger on the outside. That's not very interesting, actually. And um, that's that. And then I had my COVID booster. Oh, hello. On uh, early today, actually, that's two o'clock. Very early today, it's two o'clock. Um, I'm not actually sure that's the right bird for two o'clock because obviously I had to uh, change the clocks, and uh, that one got a bit confused with its bird sounds as I was changing it. I'm not sure what's going on with that. Anyway, um, so I've completely lost track of where I was. Where was I? Oh, yeah, my jab. So my jab was fine. I got a sore arm on the day I had it. Uh, the next morning, I couldn't get out of bed. felt absolutely awful. Um, lost a whole morning just lying in bed. And I have to say, I, do, I mean, I've got no objections to lying in bed, even if I'm not feeling well listening to the radio. It was the most depressing series of radio programmes on that morning. Uh, there was absolutely nothing funny, nothing interesting. It was all really grim. Um, and I, by lunchtime, I just felt completely miserable. What was that in the news? Uh, so that was a great day. Uh, and then I felt a bit better. And then I had to, then Tuesday morning, of course, as we all know, is cleaning morning. So cleaning morning got put into cleaning afternoon. Uh, surprisingly, I got a lot done actually. I cleaned, I did a big vacuum and I cleaned the bathroom. Uh, having felt dreadful all morning and not being able to move. I managed to do all that in the afternoon. That's a bit strange, actually. I don't quite know how that happened. Uh, and then I felt fine ever since. But a friend of mine did warn me that possibly would get um, side effects from the jab. And indeed I did. COVID's hit at work. Uh, we've had quite a few people off with COVID, uh, one of whom collapsed, uh, although he's back at work. So I can't, um, I hope they're all right. Um, so that's all going on. Works work. Um, <clears throat> and, um, yes, so fortunately I didn't have to go into work that day of the booster. Uh, wasn't my, it wasn't my schedule day, so that was all good. I think I'm very tired. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, because the clocks went back on Sunday, which is always the best, or Saturday, whatever the best night of the year, as far as I'm concerned. And I woke up at my normal time and went back to sleep for another hour. It was absolutely lovely. Uh, it is definitely one of my favourite ever moments in life is the nights the clock goes back. The clocks go back and I don't need to get up and I get an extra hour of sleep. Having said that, somehow I've managed to put one of the clocks two hours back. And of course, it's the 
it's the kitchen clock which I have to climb up on uh, a s small step ladder uh, and risk falling out the window to get it off the wall so I'm going to have to go back up and uh, change it back again I don't know how I managed to get it two hours back um, well obviously I do wasn't focusing was I I got a bit excited there because I could hear a car but I can't see it oh there it is there's a little white cars around here at the moment that's another one and um Yes, so, uh, where was I? So it was dreadful. It was so, uh, Tuesday morning, it was just, felt absolutely awful. Uh, then Wednesday was Wednesday, it was a matinee. Now, the good stroke, very exciting news is a mitre fan. I mean, it's not the same, but I think I might have found a new uh, club, which I'm quite excited about. So through the company, we've been offered two months free membership of a new club, called what's it called bridges place um i've had a little look round it's hidden away you wouldn't uh, you really really wouldn't find it unless you absolutely knew where you what you're looking for uh, which i like uh, it's an old townhouse so it's full of paneling um and basically it's it's very very small i think they said it's five floors i only saw three floors uh, so they've got like a bar area, quite a large area downstairs, and then they've got, presumably they've got kitchens hidden away somewhere, and then they have a restaurant, small restaurant on the first floor, and then they have a lot of sort of uh, private rooms with large tables in for sort of meetings and gatherings and stuff. I think they're struggling along with everybody. I think the West, You, I have noticed actually there is a million and one people walking around the West End, but when you look in the shops, uh, there's very few people actually in shop shopping. I think there's a lot of people out and about because the weather's nice, window shopping, uh, especially around Covent Garden, but actually look in, the, look in the shops, there aren't that many people shopping, actually buying things. So, um, I think everywhere. There are so many restaurants now in the West End. I, I just think they're all, a lot of them are going to be closing in the next year or so. I can't see them staying open. And uh, so I think this place is little struggling a little bit. Um, but I... So anyway, the big plan was... Uh, the people are very, very nice. I was shown around by a very nice person who was coming to see the play anyway uh, that I'm working on. I was planning on going between shows on Saturday... Uh, with friend, which is very nice because I have um, another theatre friend who's not working too far away from me at the moment. Uh, unfortunately, I've only got an hour between shows because the place is so long, but uh, and they've got more than that. But we catch up uh, quite regularly now, Saturdays between shows, which is lovely because that don't normally see much of each other. And um, uh, I just happened to ring the club to say. Uh, is it you know are you fairly quiet if we come in and they said no 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 we've got a big uh we've got a big event uh, well a, a big gathering coming in and there was only one chef and uh the chef had banned anyone else coming in so um unfortunately that was cancelled so um i don't know what the food's going to be like the menu is is very nice not cheap but not too expensive I and mean, it's not eating there every day but i can it's eating there every now and then uh it's it's just very very homely really homely and snug uh and if i can it's not too expensive to join and i'd get the joining fee waived um 
as well. So if it works out, I will stay there and maybe have another little oasis in the middle of London that I can spend some time on my own in and I can bring other people to, which would be lovely because I've so missed it since the age club hospital club closed down. Um, so that's that. So yeah, fingers crossed on that front. Uh, I don't think I did much else. I didn't go to cinema on Friday because I was working. Saturday was very long because it was a matinee and an evening. And Sunday, which was yesterday in no less, uh, we had a little trip out because we don't use the car enough. And um, we're thinking about not uh, getting, we're thinking about getting rid of it as we're spending quite a lot of money on not using it. So uh, decided to have another day trip. We went to Anglesey Abbey, which is about an hour and a half away. I'm surprised we haven't been there before. Um, it's uh, an old, I didn't, we were in a bit of a rush because we got there late and uh, we were in danger of missing hot food. Uh, and uh, because the house was closing quite early, we had to have a very late lunch and there was a risk that the very late lunch was not going to be hot food. So uh, we got around the house quite quickly, unusually, unusually quickly. Uh, so I didn't quite get into the history of the house. Basically, it, I think it's a medieval monastery that at some point was converted into a house and in the 1920s, 30s, was bought by a rich American businessman who lived there on his own uh, and filled it with beautiful things. And they were beautiful things, I have to say. Um, my only criticism of it, and criticism is such a silly word to use, is it was all, all the rooms were, were lovely, but they all felt a little bit the same. There wasn't much sort of variety to it, but it was a, it was a lovely size. It wasn't too big. Uh, and I mean, if you had a lot of money, which obviously this man did, and I think he died in the sixties, um, it was beautiful. Yeah. And he had an immaculate taste. I mean, the things he bought, uh, there's two large rooms that he's sort of hung as galleries. I think they've left the national trust only now and they've left it very much as he had it. There's an astonishing amount of toilets. I've never been through so many, uh, house with so many bathrooms on display and then we had to rush through the last it's very um downtown abbey now with the national trust they're very good at you you go through the main rooms and then you always end up in the kitchen the servants area and they put a lot more time and effort into it into that than i'm sure they used to uh, i'm sure that's the downtown abbey effect um so and that was it was very nice actually so i think we and the gardens were absolutely beautiful really lovely there was a winter garden which the colors were just beautiful uh, and quite extensive, well, extensive grounds. Um, so we were a little bit rushed, but um, yeah, it was very nice. And we got tea and cakes, that's the main thing, and lunch, although lunch, we did miss the hot food after all that, uh, which could have got a bit stressful, but it didn't as it happened. So that was Anglesey Abbey, I can recommend. And then um, now I've started reading two new books, you'll all be excited to know. Um, the reason I'm on two books is because one's non-fiction and I'm not very good at non-fiction. Uh, that's a very important book, which I've spoken about before, but I've never read it, uh, is How to Argue with a Racist by Adam Rutherford. And um, it's basically a scientific, factual look at genetics and uh, the science of genes uh, and how most if not, well, it's two levels, really. If you're an extreme racist, uh, he completely disproves all your beliefs. But if you aren't an extreme racist, uh, he also debunks things that you, uh, when I say you, I mean I as well, I didn't realise were uh, not true. 
preconceptions, prejudices we have. Uh, and he does it very, um, very scientifically, but it's, uh, it's quite an angry book, uh, but not, not a shouty book. So it's very, very factual. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting mixture. I can't take, there's quite, there's a lot, it's a very short book. It's an easy-ish read, but there's a lot to take in. So I've been uh, reading bits, reading it in bits, um, but it's, uh, it's a, an eye-opener. Uh, just, it's just an eye-opener. I mean, I, I, the, there is so much known about, through science, known about genes and so much not known about genes, which is equally important, that it just smashes down uh, so much. I, I can't really say anymore. It's, I, I really highly recommend it. It's Adam Rutherford's How to Argue with a Racist. And the other book I've started, a fictional book, is one of my... I don't read many male writers, but... One I always turn to is William Boyd, and he's got, I think he's got another one out since on this one, but it's called Trio. Um, I, I can't, it's difficult to describe his books. They're usually 20th century, um, and this one is about, he's he does this, he is the best person in the writer in the world for naming characters, I have to say. This one's about two women and a man whose lives are intertwining around a film being made in the 1960s. So he's he fictionalises within a real world, uh, which I really like. Uh, a bit like the um, the actress book by... Oh, I can't remember her name. Anne Enright, I read. I read. Um, they're very... What I really love about his books are they're very... He's an a masterful storyteller uh his characters are absolutely amazing uh they're so real and believable and it, he creates worlds worlds that are just out of my memory um he's written about the night I, i've read i've read more of his recent ones than his older ones he's best well known for any human heart which they did on television um i, I just i love his books he's someone i will turn to when I really need a comforting book um, but he's not uh, it's not escapism it's it's really excellent writing and I have to say the same of well it's a different kettle of fish the book I'm listening to and I'm near the end now my gear Farrell's after you've gone um, and uh, television uh, television television started watching Sherwood which is David Morrissey and I don't know why I bother starting these things because I always forget everybody's names. Um, oh, anyway, it's got a cracking cast. BBC, it, it was on ages ago. Uh, it's James Graham who writes all these uh, fantastic political plays and screen tele television things. Yes, absolutely gripping first episode. Really gripping. Someone recommended it to me. Uh, and um, still absolutely in love with ghosts i just think ghosts is one of the best comedies best one of my favorite ever programs i absolutely love it to pieces um it's just a joy and um i think that's all uh well there's still nobody going past there's still no cars still no walkers and there's still a turning uh cement mixer oh he's tipping it up a bit now oh might be pouring stuff out I have to say this is being done in a tiny front garden. I just can't imagine how they're going to... I can't... Anyway, life goes on. Uh, thank you for listening.